Yo, what's happening, everybody? Y'all know what today is, Corsair Radio. We in the building. It's Corsair Thursdays, as always. We're not going to leave y'all hanging. lot to talk about, especially what happened yesterday. And you know we will get into it. But we're going to kick off our show with basketball today. And we will definitely touch on what happened at the Capitol yesterday and everything going on in the world today, especially. Um, it's your boy Bruce Corside. Like I told y'all, this is Corside Radio with the Good News Radio Station Part Two. I got the PG and the two with me. What's good, y'all? Yo, yo, yo! What's the deal, man? Mike Kell, DPG is here for you. The Magic Johnson of the show to make sure this thing always ends in a fast break dunk, and that means that it's show time. Whenever you listen to Corside Radio, baby, Corside Thursday. Uh, my guy Bruce in the building on the ones and twos doing his thing. And of course, from the uh, beautiful state of Tennessee, my guy, the shooting guard, Mr. Inglewood himself. What's the deal, Mike? What's good? What's good? Big Mike got a papi. You already know what it is. Courtside Radio, baby. Coming in from Tennessee, where it's never been Tennessee. But uh, you feel me? But uh, it's Thursday. It's a great day. We blessed to see it. And uh, of course, our radio got that fuego. You already know. Let them know, big dog. Hey, you already know. So, um, man, we just going to get right into it. Some rapid fire, man, when it comes to some NBA takes. So first thing first, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets for the beautiful jerseys that they're wearing today. Uh, and the beautiful court, man. The big old, the big old school Nets uh Le- uh, words, I guess. Uh, just beautiful, man. Just looks beautiful watching them play on that court. Uh, it sucks KD couldn't play because of the uh, uh, contact tracing used around somebody with COVID. And then our guy, Kyrie, which I want to talk to y'all about. How do y'all feel? Um, Kyrie earlier today was saying Kyrie wouldn't play personal reasons. They talked to him. He just said, I didn't feel like playing today. So what? people already be on Kyrie head, man. What do you guys take? Um you got it first, Bruce. What's your thoughts about Kyrie? Hey, man, let him take a seat. Let him do what he want. Like, he's fine. Like, I don't know why people be uh, tripping about, like, what like what we get from Kyrie. Like, as of uh, with the events yesterday, it's not a shocker. He probably just didn't feel like playing. He didn't feel like dealing with the media and them talking about it. Like, and he just wanted to sit out. Let the man sit out. They have 20. Leave him alone. Leave that man alone. Like, we know who Kyrie is. And we respect it. Like, honestly, like, I don't have a problem with Kyrie and how he is. And people be like, oh, he's a diva and all that. No, he's not. Like, he just be like, I don't want nothing to do with y'all. Like, I'm tired. Like, he literally, like, just says, I'm going to take control of my my life. If I don't feel like playing basketball today, if I don't feel like talking to y'all today, like, whatever. Like, don't pay me. Find me. Whatever. I make millions of dollars. I don't care. I got one of the best-selling shoes on Nike. Like, I don't care. He's not, like, some disrespectful, like, wild child or nothing like that. He just has an opinion like everybody else should. What did we just go through yesterday? That Kyrie is such a very smart, intellectual person. And like you said, like, man, he don't do what he want to do because he has a brain. And, you know, maybe he just had a bad day. So I don't get it why people are tripping. Uh, his His team is up 13 points with seven minutes in the fourth against 
the best team in the East so far. So, Mike, what's your take on the whole Kyrie situation? I feel like people are judging Kyrie because he's more woke than others, but he's intellectually gifted. Like, he's not just a basketball player. He's one of the players who actually is trying to put his best foot forward and actually make a change in certain aspects and the way people think and the way people perceive these basketball players and what the change that they can actually affect. And Kyrie, he says things that he's very opinionated about. So you can't knock the man for having a different opinion, a different opinion than you or you not agreeing with what the man says. Let him do his job like he's done. And he has nothing. He ain't got nothing to prove to anybody. I just feel like Kyrie is judged and like he's perceived in a negative light for the actual contribution he does make vocally. And uh, they got to get off his head. Yeah, he just hey Kyrie just speaks his mind, man. It's like they 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 low key really want athletes to just shut up and dribble, and I I just don't like it, man. Like let this man speak his mind. His team is winning right now, and that's that's what matters most. Uh, you guys got any other take on that? Nah, man. Like I said, look, give that man his respect. Like I said, with what is going on in the world today, it is expected to me. Like I'm not yeah. tripping. People always want to talk about what Kyrie's doing. Like leave that man alone. Like I say, he don't bother nobody, and he hoop when he need to. Leave him alone. Hey, and he's a champion, so let a champ be a champ, man. So, um, another person that it seems like a lot of guys on the floor has been talking about um, that's playing against him is Paul George, man. Paul George came yeah. out this week and he says that. More players are chirping at him after the bubble. Just, you know, talking mess to him and, you know, him coming out to the media and saying the different stuff. Like, what do you what do you guys take on that? Because I just think that it's, you know, it's crazy. But what's your take on that? You got it first, Bruce. No, go ahead, Mike. Oh, you got it, Mike. I was going to say PG actually is like, it's, it's funny that he didn't think that would be coming. Pandemic P was, was an actual statement made for his actual production. <laughs> when it counted for them. So it's right. like he should have known that people was gonna be bagging, people was gonna be shooting. But it's like, are we wrong? Like were we wrong? Bro, it's like, what have you done for me lately? And that's what you did for them. You choked it off. So I understand. I wouldn't look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at him because I mean I wouldn't be mad at the players who are, you know, on his head. But it's like I'm not I'm I'm kind of surprised that he didn't know this was coming. Like this is very literally a few months following your performance to get your new nickname and to, you know, let the world know what you can do for the Clippers and how you can get them that much closer to a championship because y'all are not going to do it. So, you know, Pandemic P, do your thing. You're making it up this season. So uh, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Yeah, hey, he, he's doing this. He's having a hell of a season so far. Like, he, man, he must be- just started yeah, just exactly. I'm hey, teasing, man. Like, like I said, PG is a hooper. He was an yeah. MVP candidate at one point. He plays great defense. He's the better scorer between him and Kawhi for the most part. He's definitely the better shooter, at least the three ball shooter. More fluid scorer, most definitely. Yeah, more fluid. Like he has all the he has an entire bag of tricks, and he'd be out there killing. But if you didn't think you was gonna get roasted 
after you was hitting the side of the backboard, you they called yeah. you Pandemic oh. P. They was calling you COVID thirteen. You was out here snitching on your coach. You out here crying in the media. Like, what did you expect, dog? What did you expect? <laughs> what Man, did exactly. you expect? Like, come are, on. Are we bagging? Are we bagging? Like, seriously. <laughs> and I, I, I don't understand that. Like, what did he think? And of course, the players is like, hey, we can get in his head. And make him play off his game because clearly he's we thinking weren't. about this stuff. He's talking about it. Man, we're going to do what we have to do. So I just think he just has to do what he's doing so far and just kill. And that's what's going to make people lay off from him. But not until the playoffs, for me, can he prove anything differently. He can average 50 points a game in a season. All-star break. All-star break. They'll, they'll let it loose a little bit. They'll, like, they'll ease up on him. But once playoffs comes... This year's coming right back. He's gonna get a break from it for a quick little minute, but All Star break, have at it. You know, you'll be you'll be eased up on and let it loose, have fun. Then when the playoffs come back around, oh, we on your ass, boy. Man, facts, and he better he better be ready for this playoff run because you know that's what the the, the legends are remembered. It's like what you do in the playoffs. The reason why I don't trip on Kyrie because he helped LeBron come back from a three. Uh, won deficit and won a championship so I, I can start him out so Pandemic P you better get ready um, for that but uh, rapid fire man we, we giving you these takes and we letting you guys know what's good uh, my question for my guys Bruce or Mike any of you guys can take it first Let is the know. West no longer the stronger conference and the reason why I say this is uh-huh. the West no longer the stronger conference because if you look right now the West only has three teams above 500. And in the East, there's six teams. Philly mm-hmm. at 7-1 with the best record in the league so far. Orlando and Indiana, 6-2. Boston, 6-3. The New York Knicks. Shout out to Julius Randle, man, playing amazing. They're 5-3. Balling out there. Milwaukee's 5-3. And, and then, of course, you got a good team like Brooklyn. Uh, then on the West, you only have 6-2 Lakers. Uh, six and two Phoenix Suns, six and three Los Angeles Clippers, then Utah, New Orleans, Sacramento are all four and four. Has the East finally caught the West when it comes to top to bottom strongest conference? I don't know, man. I feel like it's still too early. I feel like, like I honestly feel like, bro, because it's it hasn't been the most competitive bunch of games to start off the season. We've seen a lot of twenty point. 25 plus blowouts. What they actually said it was a, I think I believe the first few games we've had the the record for the most games won by 25 plus points in the X amount of weeks. And, and I'm like, bro, this is like games haven't been competitive consistently, and even the teams that you expect to win have been down by big numbers. And it's shocking this year. That's all. Like, it's any it's any teams to lose outside of the Lakers. You know, of course, for them to play us. But it's like these teams are really showing us that it's like any night anybody could get it. So it's just like strap in. Let's see how this is going to be. A short season, who's going to have the best push when it's most necessary? I can't wait, man. This shit has been beautiful. I've been loving it. All right, so what's your take, Bruce? Has the East finally caught up to the Western Conference? Uh, you know what? You're probably right. They have okay. caught up. They've caught up a bit, it- you know. Like they, I th- it- <sighs> talent wise on the East. Uh, yeah. the, the talent has always been there. People have moved to the East. We don't have to worry about. Um, let's see. Like we don't have like 
it's good. Like Kyrie's back, KD's back. Like there's Philly's doing well. Like the Knicks are finally turning the corner a little bit. You got uh, Cleveland playing well right now. Uh, Atlanta, we know who they are. Chicago won a few games. Like it's early, bro. Like it's very early. And the reason the West looks like the way it is is because the competition is so crazy out there. Any given night, you can take this L. You know, and like there's a lot of injuries still on the on the brink right now. You know, like. For the West, at least, you know, you got uh, the Mavs who don't have Porzingis. Denver's still trying to get things going. Porter Jr. comes back tonight. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies lost Ja, who we thought would be, you know, higher up. The Pelicans mm-hmm. are like, they're hanging on right in between. Utah's like shaky, but I think it's more so like a lot of these teams in the West, especially, like, they had to compete, compete in that bubble, bruh. Like, yeah, they it's taking it a little. They taking it a little slower than than most. You know, I think it's like teams are taking it a little easier than they did before. And you know what? I don't think it's like the before part. I feel like it's the stigma back in the day when the East was the more had more talented players and the West was always the bigger teams. Yeah. And that made us more dominant because we could actually match up with more players consistently on the East side. So, but now the East is actually. When they go against each other, there's more talent. There's long, lengthy, positionless players, and they have a lot of people who are. Everyone is skilled now, so it's like anyone can shoot in the NBA now. Like if you're an NBA player outside of Ben Simmons, everyone can shoot. So it's like this is this is anybody's to lose on the East. So it's like it's a toss up. There's so many good teams, and they have players that are expanded with duos and have solid players who's trying to take over as in their own right. But the West is on. It's so top heavy. The East is taking us skill wise and giving their more lengthy teams and more amount of teams that can go further. So it's a tough one, man. I feel like it's still too early. Like we myself, myself earlier, still too early to call it. But for more teams with more talent, the East got us right now in that aspect. Yeah, and and that's what I was looking. At. I was just like, damn, just so many teams playing so well in the east and i look i look at the long-term picture i think philly boston milwaukee brooklyn are four teams that can compete for a championship to where on the west i see the lakers clippers and realistically after those two like anybody else will be a surprise you know i guess denver you know once they get it together they're three and four right now they got a big one tonight versus uh the mavericks but you know i guess what three or four? Three if they get post presence. Who's that? I said Portland if they get a post presence. Yeah, and they just for some reason I don't know what is what's up with them. They just haven't played to what they were playing in a bubble. But maybe they're tired, so maybe they're gonna get it together. But uh hey, don't forget, man, here at Corsair Radio, through the Good News Radio app, you can chime in, be a part of the show, man. You can hit us up in the chat. Um, and tell us what you think. Has the East finally caught the West? Man, let us know, and we will read off of uh, any of your chat comments. Or if you want to call in uh, through the same Good News Radio app, you can call in by just tapping on the, the call button, and it will lead you right to our uh, show, man. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, one more last thing to go for our little rapid fire real quick. Uh, we tapped on Kyrie. We tapped on PG. And uh, the East probably finally being better than the West. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the very first matchup. We get ball versus ball. 
We got Bruce's favorite player, Lonzo Ball, versus my favorite player, LaMelo Ball. Oh, now I he want to hop in the family. <laughs> I was just now about to say that. Now he want to be a part player. of the family. Yeah. Bro, get out of here. Man, what? why are you hating on me, man? Michael's just trying to get on the Facebook page, man, on the Facebook show. I That's know. all it is. He's trying to get on Ball in the family. Hey, I ain't going to knock your hustle, Michael. Go on, get that That's money. That's my favorite player, and he's been called it. I actually was already on there because I was at a Julie game and they sat in front of me and they made like their people made me sign a waiver saying that I may be recorded. I'm like, damn, that's then they crazy. Then you out because you ugly. Yeah, get out of here. You ugly, that's, bro. That, that's the day I told Lamelo, "Hey, you my favorite player, bro." I told wow. You. He got you. <laughs> wow. The clout was chasing that man. Day. Are you hearing this? Man, why y'all y'all doing me like that? Man? Come on, bro. Come on. Man. Hey, nah, you man. You good. Week, hey, Bruce? hey, you was doing a productive thing, Coach Mike Hill. Hey, hey, hey coach what you PG. say, Bruce? Check the tape, man. Check the tape. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, uh, all right. Hey, so LaMelo versus Lonzo tomorrow. Um, how do we think this matchup right. is going? Uh, it's going to be so interesting. I'm just curious to see. You know, because Lonzo, that's big bro. So I know he know little tricks and stuff. So I'm just interested to see when they have to guard each other what it's going to look like. What do you guys think? Zoe's going to rip him twice. Zoe's about to be in his pockets. That's little brother, bro. And be physical, and the the ref's going to allow it. On a national stage? He's going to tween, tween, hezzy, step back, pull up, and I'm calling it right now in that order. Yeah, and he gonna get. If Lonzo gonna be right there, give me that. Shit. Get that out of here, bro. Nah, I think it's gonna be a good game, but I actually think Lonzo balls like he like tries to show out tomorrow. Lonzo actually more so, more, more so like more so like double digit assist though, and like fifteen, you know, have a bunch of boards. I feel like Lonzo's gonna try to prove his three point uh, boost and actual progression with his new form and release. And uh, I feel like he's going to try to outshoot Melo, which I don't believe that it's going to happen. But I feel like if there's a chance, Zoe will outshoot LaMelo tomorrow. I hope they start LaMelo. Man, I feel like they should. It's about that. What's y'all take on that? I think it's about that time. Uh, I know Devontae Graham. I just think that they don't, they don't. I don't know if maybe they don't think Devontae's like where he needs to be. And that's why LaMelo pays a lot of minutes. But LaMelo takes Terry's minutes. Yeah. yeah, like I think, Devontae, like I think they can play Terry and, and Lamelo together more than Devonte. You know? I would like to see Terry and Lamelo put together and let them run that backcourt. But when Devonte and Lamelo are there, they do so many things that are synonymous to to each other's game. It's like, bro, outside of shooting, because Lamelo wants to shoot more, but he's he's less aggressive this early in this stage of his career. He's more of an aggressive passer, less of an aggressive scorer. Like he's he he was a playmaker consistently, but the scoring aspect he's not pushing himself or pushing himself wanting to be right now. He can go get a bucket when he wants to, but that's not his first mindset. So him and Devontae, it's like Devontae wants to go score, that would be perfect. But Terry said, I'm I will go take go take a bucket. I don't feel like passing right now. Melo, go ahead. Get in the corner wherever you want to be if I'm going to dump it off to you and kick it to you. But I'm going to go ahead and try to get me one first. Yeah, and I they just have to figure it out. But LaMelo has to play. He's been playing so well. Uh, when it comes to Lonzo, man, he just shoots all threes. Like, I'm looking more for more diversity in his game. 
some floaters, taking guys to the rim. Um, He's working the mid-range in there, but it's not consistent. Yeah, mid-range, post-up if he can. I'm just looking for more from him. But I think, hey, I don't know if y'all agree, but I think LaMelo is going to dominate that matchup. He's just going to look really good. Scoring-wise, he's going to score. I feel like he's going to score more than Zoe, but Zoe's going to try to outshoot him. And it's just not going to be a good look for Zoe, but Zoe's going to be productive and actually play good defense when it comes to – Switching and actual whenever they have matchup uh, deficiencies, whenever they see the size matchup or the size comparison Pelicans have over uh, Charlotte. No, yeah, but it's just gonna be interesting. Uh, I wonder who uh, who Pops is rooting for. I wonder who he, you know, he want them both to have thirty, and then he gonna he gonna say like, I told y'all, Lonzo was the big brother because Lonzo gonna win. <laughs> and he gonna say, I want them both to have thirty. And I need one of y'all to go and sign Jello so we can make this a thing, yeah. man. But, hey, it's going to be exciting uh, to, to see these guys. We pretty much seen these guys grow up, you know, like, I, you know, like they've been showing Chino Hills. and those guys since, yeah, since Chino Hills is kids. And now, like, these guys are adults in the NBA about to go at each other. It's I know it's going to be fun for them because it kind of brings you that that backyard Matchups when they used to play because you know Jello probably was the first one that was out whenever they played twenty one. You know it's like the one okay he ain't gonna win, but it was them two going at each other. So it's just gonna be very interesting, man. I'm I'm real real excited to uh, see these guys match up. It's gonna be really really dope. Yeah, man, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait. I will be at home watching. Box yep. office, baby. Box, Box office. office. The Ball Brothers, baby. That's big That's time. All that matters. So, let, hey, let, let's see what happens. And it's, man, and but, it's on uh, primetime ESPN. So, hey, so you guys hearing it from us. If you, ain't, <laughs> if you ain't watching that, you don't like hoop. Hey, shout out to the Nets. They got a big win over Philly without their two best player. Joe Harris had 28.6 rebounds. So, shout out to the Nets who got the win and on a beautiful jersey on that beautiful court, man. But uh, let's take them around the league, man. Courtside Radio here with the Treacherous Three, Mike the PG, Bruce. Courtside and Mr. Adipappy himself, our guy, yeah. Mike. Uh, we are here, but we're going to take you around the league. So Bradley Beal scored 60 points in a loss to the Sixers, man. What, what you guys take on that performance from Bradley Beal? We need to sign him, but go ahead, Bruce. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, same here. You know, come on to L.A., but uh, honestly, bro, it's, it's something we've seen. This He's one in six when he... Uh, scores over 40 points or 45, I want to say. Um, it was a career high for him, 60. Like, we know who he is. We know he's great, but they just need a better team, bro. Like, they have him. They have Westbrook. Bertans is definitely somebody that could stay. Brian looked like a nice piece right now. You know, he's uh, he's coming into his own this year, but they just need to put a little bit more around him um, if they're going to keep him out there. If not, they got to get him up out of Washington. You, yeah, you know who should. he is. You know who he who? is, right? Just before who you go, that? Mike. He's uh, if you do like NFL comparisons, he's Deshaun Watson, this incredible, <sighs> incredible player. Wow, terrible team. so fitting so, for today too. Yeah, Poor so guy. Uh, um, that that's who Bradley Bill is to me when it comes to NBA. Amazing player that we would talk about even more just on a, a crappy team. Uh, get it together, Washington. But uh, what's up, man? What's up, Mike? What's, what's your take on this Bradley Bill performance? I feel like Bradley Bill literally 
he just balled out, but it was the effort that he showed and was like the willingness to try to win. Like he tried to will them to this win. Like he tried, he did everything that he could. He was over there trying to compete for Kobe's most points throughout three quarters record of 62. Like I thought he could get it when he was at 57. I thought he had a chance, but uh, he just, it was just like, he had no help. Like he was trying to do it all by himself. And it's like, man, if he was just on a better team, he would be. He would get all the acknowledgement, all the accolades that he's that he deserves. That he deserves. And it's just like I just wish he was on a, in a better situation because his talent, his hoop IQ, and is just his way that he can be a shooter, scorer, and likes to take the initiative on defense is it's amazing. And like he needs, he needs to, he needs a chance at a championship, or at least be on a better tier team. Like, come on, man, Bradley Bill, you gotta, you gotta get yourself together, man. Washington ain't look for you. They ain't been trying to help you out. John Wall left, and uh, they tried to get you Russ, but is it gonna be you and Russ, or is it gonna be Russ trying to get his, and you know, get his stats, get his money, and then get on. Hey, so, so I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer uh, uh-huh. when it comes to the performance. I think that he played amazing ball. Scoring 60 points is always amazing, but it's tough in the L. But he had 57 points and and three quarters and only three in the fourth when it was time to win. And that just kind of didn't, you know, rub me the right way. Is that, man, that's, that's why I said quarter, that. Yeah, that's a quarter you're supposed to go off. And he didn't. And that was part part of the reason why they took the L and that's how sometimes numbers can be misleading because you see 60 points and you're like wow that's amazing but like if you a real hoop fan and really watch hoop you like damn what he do in the fourth quarter why did they lose and you got three points it's like damn that kind of you know still 60 point performance but it's like man would have been more impressive if he would have had 70 in the dub you know what I'm saying a win but hey it was big time performance by Bradley Beal um before we get to the uh the Bucks Pistons, um, man, a player that just has terrible luck, man. Praying for this guy, uh, Markel. Oh man, yeah, tears his hurts, ACL, bro. man. It's like this dude just was finding his way, like bro. That literally the day before, or either, yeah, it was. I want to say the game before he tore his ACL. Like there was like highlights of him. And it was just like, look at him. It was like this is what we was talking. He looked like a number one pick. He like it looked like he was coming into his own. He finally got rhythm. He finally got the confidence. Like he was like playing at a high speed. He just was moving through the court. Everything was working out. And then I get the news. Poor. Yeah. It just sucks, man. But I will say we talked about this before when we talked about Clay's. He'll be fine. The ACL, you'll come right back. You know, like. He, and he said, you know, like everything happens for a reason. Slow it down a little bit. Take a look. You know, maybe they'll get a better pick this year or whatever it might happen. He get another piece uh-huh. to play with and they go on to move on from Aaron Gordon, maybe, or they keep him. But maybe, you know, that maybe it's, there's some light in it, you know, so it is what it is. He'll be yeah, back by the start of next season for sure. He can really focus in on his jump shot, you know what I'm saying, doing stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, as he's rehabbing to get his knee together. Uh, he's young. He's, he's much younger than um, Clay Thompson. Like, Clay Thompson, I believe, is in his 30s, where Markel is a young 20. But it just sucks, man, for him to go through what he did at the beginning of his career um, 
with the shooting and the shoulders and all that stuff till finally it's like, damn, he's looking like that guy. You know, he was looked like him and Vucevic night to night was, you don't know who the best player was. And then this happens. It just really sucks, man. What's, the, what's your thoughts on it, Mike? Oh, man, it, it hurt because he's been, he made, he was making a comeback. Like he was looking at to be one of like, uh, you know, from not rags, but like pretty much from prominence coming out of college, balling now, being an almost triple double type of guy. And he was just, he was a tall point guard, was able to score. Then he had a tragic injury, came back, worked his way back, worked on his jumper, got his form right, got his posture right, everything that he needed to, to learn how to shoot again. And then he goes down with a torn ACL, and it's like, bruh, like you, it seems like you can't, it's like if you can't catch a break, it's like if it's one thing, and if it's not one thing, it's another. And the man is trying, he's did everything he can, but it's like he just got to take this time, learn some more, go ahead, heal up. We love you, man. Prayers up to you, you know, speedy recovery. And uh, sucks it had to be you, but guess yeah. what happens? This gives you time to go ahead and pray. Get yourself together mentally, and this ain't your finish. This ain't your uh, finish line. This is just a, yeah. a a part of the marathon, baby. Just keep it pushing. No nah, facts, man. And um, J Cole, we need another verse uh, giving him some love because it seems like that really helps. So we need that, J Cole. Hey, shout out to all the NBA teams. Um, just what they're doing across the league. I know the Bucks and Pistons. They took a uh, you know the Bucks took a turnover and they kneeled. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of teams are locking arms. And I think a lot of it's just to show love for the uh, whole Jacob Blake situation. The fact that, like, there was no charges for the uh, officer who did, who shot him, you know, in cold blood. Um, and, you know, shot him in the back the way that he did. So, uh, man, it's just, just, you know, it's just show the NBA. Just all everybody's in tuned and you know just showing that hey we are you know 70% black and we got to show love to our people because a lot of wrong is going on towards them so uh you guys got any takes on that go ahead bro nah man I don't got no take on that what you expect that's why we was here yesterday bro like come on like no, yeah, it's not yeah, a so shock. I, I just hate I'm so numb to this stuff, bro. Like I hate it. Like I hate that. Like I almost have zero emotion when it comes to like I know I know my people gonna get screwed over every single time, no matter what, bro. Like it's just no matter what we get screwed over. We always get the short end. They never show us any respect, and you know, like we'll talk about it. But come on, like man, literally chase the dude surprised. around, shot him in the back. Couldn't didn't tase him, said he couldn't tase him, like all that. Like, come on. Nothing? Nothing yeah. though? At all they got nothing? The police were letting people in through the gates, hand escorting people down the stairs when after all the looting and all these thugs and criminals and fucking terrorists were over here doing what they do and under the rule and order of Trump, where he congratulated them afterwards, saying they could go home after a job well done. Sorry, piece of shit. This just been. It's just. It's what do you expect? If you know the system ain't built for us, and then you see the way they treat people who would have got way less, who actually we saw got way less penalty and repercussions for the actions of taking over an actual mon, 
like the capital. Like, come on now. Like, how how do you how do you expect us to look at this situation when we know how and we all know how we have famously been like, if we were black, how this would have went down? We all know. Not just black people even know how this would have went down. Like, just how that would have went down if we were to try some shit like that. We wouldn't because we already knew what would have happened if we would have even tried that. We tried to peacefully protest that, and guess what? They had them lined up all through the stairs. They, when the other, on the other end, when the Trump supporters and the Trump fucking terrorist shit, these people forced their way in, and the cops said, I let them in. Ain't that about a bitch? Yeah, but uh, I digress. Crazy. Let it happen. Let it happen, right? Hey, it, it's it's crazy, man. But um, man, just shout out to the league. You know, the players. You know, always taking a stand and doing what they must do, man. But Forsyth Radio, we are here, man. The treacherous three, uh, the good news sports, man. We are doing our thing. Um, hey, let's give them some of that hate, man, because you know, this it's about that goes- time. About that time, uh-huh. this goes perfectly for our final topic, baby. Oh man! Hey, 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 So, man, what I'm hating on this week for the hating as Mike segment is just the whole ordeal that went down with the Capitol. Um, just, just seeing the privilege, man, to to see people. Uh, you know, no one's saying that we wanted to see anybody shot and killed, and we pray for the families of the four people who lost their lives. It's just. If this was a Black Lives Matter, it wouldn't have even happened. People wouldn't have been able to get into the Capitol building. People would have been taken down beforehand, and the situation would have been much worse. And it just wasn't that. Like like Mike just said, it was like damn near like they almost like, ah, oh, just let them do what they're going to do, and then they're going to get out of here. It was just a few of the Secret Service a dude stole a podium, bro. Like, yeah. go ahead, man. A dude you stole know, a podium, so man. He was it's fine. just... Man, it's just um, 50 Cent posted a picture how the Capitol building looked when the uh, Black Lives Matter protest. And that worked. was the Lincoln Memorial, but same deal, bro. Like, they. Oh, yeah. I mean, same that's the deal. Lincoln Memorial. Like, it's not even. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't nothing there. Statue. Yeah. Like, we were going to deface. Like, come on, bro. Like, so hot, bro. Like, like I couldn't even be mad yesterday. Like, I just went home, went to sleep because I saw they was out here acting up. Even in our city, they had a, a young lady yeah. that. Um, that was being like a, a young black girl. They was asking her who she voted for and they was abusing her out here. Like, it's just ridiculous, bro. And like, I'll, I'm glad there's coverage on it. And what mm-hmm. sucks is it makes no difference. But um, I'm glad there's coverage on it. And it basically just showed that white people are sore losers. Those type of white people. I don't want to say white right. people, but those people were, were mm-hmm. sore losers. They were mad because it was official. Their president was mad. He literally came out and told them, go down there and act up. They went and did it. Like yeah, they were mad because they lost, and it was official. Not only did you lose Georgia and you lost the Senate, but then today, the, the, well, yesterday, then you lost every. Like it was official. We just put it in stone. You knew you lost. You put we put it in stone. And yeah. then there was a video of them partying before. Like we about to do this. We about to really tell them to go out here and act up. Like come on. And it's just hey, it's just tough, man. And you know, I just, man, just the situation, I'm like, dang, if that was people that looked like me, it would have been so crazy, but Instantly, thank bro. God it, it didn't happen like that, but I just had to hate on that situation because it's just very disappointing that, you know, we can simply protest and walk and not riot what they did yesterday and we're shot and killed, so that's a hate ass Mike Kell segment. 
Uh, man, give, give him some of that hate, Bruce. Oh, man. Hate, 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 so we on here uh, via Zoom. I don't know how much time it got. It gave me the ten minute warning a minute ago, but um, just just giving a few takes, man. Uh, just our takes on the whole situation, you know, of the Capitol building being raided the way that it was, things that occurred before, after. Uh, man, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I just think that it's insane. It's nuts. Uh, these people. Um, and I can't even hate on Donald Trump. Like I always tell people, um, either you vote for the wolf or the fox. The wolf is going to unleash the real. The fox is going to be low key with it. And, I, and uh, Donald Trump showed us that this country still has a racism problem, and it's just being unleashed in front of everybody. I can't believe a lot of people are shocked. The media is shocked. It's like y'all know what it is. It's just they've been in a hide. Now they unleashed. And this Bruce. is what you get for you treating yeah. black people and colored people the way that y'all do. It's like, hey, now, now what y'all gonna say? Because clearly we aren't the problem. No matter. They take this. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. No, I'm just saying it don't matter, bro. Like it's never gonna matter. Like this is what we deal with. This is what we gonna always go through. Like this is like pretty much just life for us, bro. And it, it really sucks. But like I'm so happy it's on display. I think we get. Like I said last year in March I was like nothing's gonna happen right now But slowly we're getting a change Slowly yeah. we're getting Like you know at least Like everyone else gets to see it And the worst part is like how embarrassing we look to other countries But honestly to me that's like That's a good thing You know like One thing Americans don't want to be isn't like you know Laughed at You know we don't want to be the ones that they're talked about like that So they know that they have to correct it At first you know it was something that was kind of like Done behind the scenes but now it's just Like this president pretty much put it out there And you know like we always say Like both these presidents is the same person In a way like when it comes to like Where they come from and how they you know get their money And all that stuff but at the end of the day Like it was just how Trump Did things you know, he yeah. started bringing it, and he's basically just upset because he can't get things the way he wanted, and he's never lost. He, he feels hey, so like he, he never lost. These, hey, Joe, Joe Biden came out and said, no one can tell me that if it had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesters yesterday, that that wouldn't have been treated very differently than a mob that stormed the Capitol. We all know that's true, and it's unacceptable. Hey, so Joe Biden, Mr. President, uh, we need to see something from you because saying stuff clearly doesn't work. We need to see some actions uh, done on behalf of people of color so that we can feel safe and feel that this country loves us. You see what happens when those people feel they take disrespect when you challenge their privilege. When they feel like their privilege is being questioned or taken away at any time or being challenged, they act as they do and as they've always been prone to. And it's to be violent, to be malicious, and to be very ignorant in the sense of what they want. It's like one of those things where it's like, what do we want? We don't know. When do we want it? Now. It's like you don't know what you want, but you want it expeditiously. Like it Yeah, so that's about it right now. But uh, Mike is right, you know. Like they, it, it's a, it's a very confusing situation right now because they don't know, they don't have a clue what they want, they don't know what they need to do, they don't know how to handle the situation. They literally just can't accept the fact that they lost 
to 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 me it feels like they lost to black people and that's how they see it they feel like they took the l when it came to the black folks because they're now they don't have the president they wanted they can't do the things they wanted we were out here marching and saying things aren't fair we came out we showed up we're now we've turned over arizona because he disrespected john mccain we've turned over uh we've turned over uh sorry georgia like the biggest one of all was georgia so to make things like that happen and for them to basically have to sit here and take this l is why it's such a problem to them i think and um i don't know what they think they're gonna do about it but it's it's over you know we gotta we gotta we in this together at the end of the day so they can be upset but this is life now your president is not the president and y'all need to move on about like with life like this is pretty much what it is move on you took the l the black people won technically like in in your eyes so this is why they're upset yeah i and i, I agree um it just feels like wait. an l to them yeah and i don't know i don't know if us you know if us people of color are so used to taking l's that we know how to bounce back yeah uh better than they just do. like I, but that's why i said like when we talked about you know jacob blake's shooter like nothing happened uh, l we knew though we knew the yeah. l was coming we going mm-hmm. into this we going into a, a shoot match with with our hands tied behind our back and no and no yeah. and nothing to shoot with you know like True. straight up like that's how they're treating us so when it comes to these situations it's like what can we actually do so like i said we showed up in Wisconsin, we've showed up in Georgia, we showed up in Arizona. We turned a few states that, you know, made a big difference in this. And yeah. and now it shows that people don't want to be on this side of you guys when it comes to like this clown, these acts, like it's just like it's so loud, like it's so obvious. It's like are you stuck were you stuck under a rock and you just came out because someone stopped sending you your food stamps or something? And all we could say, like, yesterday I was just so... Black people always find the light in these situations. Because yeah. black Twitter yesterday... <laughs> bruh, hey. the memes, the, the shit talking, the everything. Hey, black people can make... any. Hey, black people can make anything hilarious and just fun i guess i, I guess it's probably because man we so used to so much pain that we like we got to find a way to numb this and we do it through jokes and laughter and just like you said twitter instagram like people drawing themselves at the desk like they're uh, trying to get more money from the uh, stimulus check you know i'm just like y'all y'all so fast and so clever oh man i just love my i just love our people man it's 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 crazy, man. Just this whole situation. But let's see what's what's gonna happen. You know, Biden is talking real big. Yeah, he's he's talking real big. So I'm curious to see is it gonna feel any different? You know what I'm saying? Is he really going to to do anything to make it any different? But uh, yeah, we got our guy Mike back. Uh, Mike, I want you to finish the take uh, that you had. Uh, Most definitely. Hear that. Man, we we apologize for the technical difficulties first off. But also there was just it was just an aspect of when you see that people have they take disrespect when you challenge their privilege and when you have things taken away from them where they feel like they do not 
in the position of power that they prone to be and that this nation has always been built on for certain people that have and can receive benefits for simply looking the way they look and certain things and aspects of life in this United States, especially if you've been a citizen your whole life, you've noticed this, you've grown accustomed to seeing these things and you become normalized to the chaos that they cause. And it's like, if we do the same thing, we'll be treated drastically different. And the privilege is literally put right in front of us. And there's nothing that is going to be changed unless we make a change and actually demand more from ourselves first before we ask anything from them. Because we don't want shit unless we're going to take it. Yeah. So uh, it's it's not like that white lady was talking about it's a revolution. We stormed the Capitol because it's a revolution. Fuck out of here. That's that's not what y'all doing. If you want to see a revolution, trust me. <laughs> we'll show you better than we can tell you. Say less. Do more. Facts. And, you know, that's just what it is. And for for. For black people, people of color, we have to realize we cannot be looking for this country to do for us. We have to do for ourselves. And, you know, that's how we have to move forward because we see what we're dealing with. A lot of those people that were there yesterday at the Capitol building are probably mm-hmm. supervisors and managers and uh, people who have powerful positions. So, hey, you know, we got we to gotta do our own thing. But just a crazy, crazy situation, man. I talked to so many people about it my grandmother my brother my uh, uh my mom my uh sisters my godmom just everybody wanted to talk about it because it was just so crazy to see that happen and it was just just really really wild man uh you guys have any more takes on this are we gonna finish this nah, thing man up? like i said happy to be here happy to be safe i sat my ass in the house so basically up until this show um Everybody be safe out there. It is not over. They still upset. Hey, you know, watch hey, your back. Exactly. Let's throw back Thursday. Let me let's hit the throw back Thursday. Oh, you got one of those? Right I got right one. Up. You know right I stay up. ready, so you ain't got to get ready. Get ready. For sure, man. People need this. Let them know. Hey. Y'all know what it is. It's Thursday, baby. Go back to player of the week. Michael got one for you. Hit him with it, big dog. Yep. So, you know, when y'all hear that throwback Thursday player of the week, that back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, that classic by mods forever. Uh, but, yeah, man, throwback Thursday player of the week. Uh, we call him Zoe, but his name is Alonzo Morning. Yes, sir. Oh, drafted um, in 1992. Second overall pick from the University of Georgetown. He was abducted into the Hall of Fame as a player in 2014, seven-time All-Star, two-time block champ, uh, 2006 NBA champ with the Miami Heat, two-time All-NBA, two-time All-Defense, first-team All-Rookie, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Career averaging 17 points and eight rebounds. Um, Then his averages for blocks were 2.8. So Alonzo Mourning, um, his prime years were, of course, Charlotte, uh, in Miami So uh, Alonzo Morning, Y'all got any words on Zoe Before we, we shut this thing down Go ahead Mike I naturally swole man Like I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Him and Carmelo Were two of the only people Outside of 
and Iggy, Andre Iguodala, were some of the buffest people from rookie season till they found out what an NBA weight room was. It's disrespectful how strong these niggas were, but it was the skill and athleticism that they possessed with those big ass bodies. No broke back. But it was just like, Zoe was a monster. Defensive minded, willing to score, aggressive, very physical, and wasn't scared of nobody on the court offensively to pick up uh, on the defensive end either. And Zoe was a monster. Hey, he's an all-time player on two teams, Miami Heat and the Charlotte Hornets. So, hey, you know, he was special. What's your, what's your words on uh, Zoe, uh, Bruce? Monster, bro. Like, I used to, like, think, like, Zoe was, like, undersized. And I was looking. I was like, dude, this is a lot. He blocks, uh, assi- like, assist even if he needed. But, like, he was he was unstoppable at one point, I felt like. And uh, he was part of the reason why that Georgetown team with him and uh, Dikembe was Dumbo. so good. Because yeah. they were just two monsters in the def- on the defensive end, bro. He was an athlete, bro. Pure athlete. Played till late in his career. You know, was with Miami. Got him. A- got a couple rings, right? I think he got both. Two. One, two. No, I, I got one. Say one, and then he, like, was he around point. as a coach? Yeah, he, yeah, I think he got one um, as an assistant with the LeBron teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah most yeah, definitely. Hey, I, I remember Zoe for just how hard he played. Uh he had a kidney issue and he came back from that so I just show you how strong he was with the, with the body then the inner strength and then Man. a guy who blocks a lot of shots he got dunked on a lot of times too so Zoe is always Vince Carter Vince, hey, Carter Vince Carter most legendary baptized him but yeah that's this week's throwback Thursday player of the week Alonzo Morning make sure you guys follow us on Instagram if you aren't tell your friends to follow us as well if you are, so that you guys can check us out, check out the Throwback Thursday Player of the Week every week. Um, that's the episode, man. We killed this thing once again. We are more than just a basketball yeah. show. We talk football every Mondays with courtside from the sidelines and anything political, um, you know, that involves us, you know, and our country. We're going to talk about it because we, like Kyrie, we have a voice and we have a brain and we're going to use it, man. So we thank you guys. Appreciate for everybody. In. Hey, Bruce, shut this thing down, homie.